Okay. Welcome to the Willow City Council regular meeting of November 14th, 2023. Shall we stand and salute the flag? Roll call, please. Councilmember Hanson? Here. Councilmember Hudson? Here. Councilmember Sprague? Here. Vice Mayor Vaden? Here. Mayor Thomas? Here. Everyone's present, sir. Thank you. Do we have any changes to the agenda? There are no changes. We do have some introductions. Would you like to take care of those for us, Marty? I certainly would. Good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and Council Members. It gives me great pleasure to introduce this evening our new Community Development Services Director and Accounting Manager. Joe Betancourt, here to my left, um, joins us from Glen County. He was a supervising staff service analyst in the facilities division for the last four years. Before that, with Sacramento County as a program analyst for two years, and a Glen County administrative analyst for another two years uh, in between, or, or Sacramento County was in between. He has a Bachelor of Arts degree in Criminal Justice and a Master's in Public Administration from American Public University. Welcome. Thank you. Happy Welcome. To be here. Welcome. Welcome, Joe. Welcome, Joe. Glad you're here. Um, and our other um, new employee this evening is jo Joanne Moore, accounting manager. Joanne joins us from the E Center in Yuba City, which is um, a nonprofit organization that administers programs like WIC, uh, Women and Children, Women, Infant, and Children programs, um, First Five. She was a fiscal services director, assistant fiscal service director, and accounting manager there for eight years. Before that, she worked for the Calusa Indian Community Council as a grant administrator, accounting manager, and staff accountant for 12 years. And before that, she was the Calusa Casino Resort. Um, she was a slot auditor. Just wanted to add that for two years. Uh, Joanne has a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting from University of Phoenix. Welcome, Joanne. Thank you. Welcome well, to welcome. you both. Thank you. Thank well, you. Welcome, welcome, Joanne. Yes. We're very pleased to have you on board. Do you care to offer the public <laughs> any comment? Yeah, no, uh, well, she went over pretty good in my background and uh, history. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Look forward to changing uh, some processes with the vision of the council in mind. Um, got experience with uh, grant writing and grant development. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to put those skills to use for this city. Uh, revenue is always important. Um, and looking forward to, to working on the economic development side, which I've got some introduction into, and, and making this a place where we uh, have, you know, support our citizens and our businesses as best as possible. We're excited to hear that. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, for those that may or may not know, uh, Joe is the son of uh, contractor, landscaping contractor, Jim Bentoncourt. So glad to have a local. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, don't hold that against me. Or for <laughs> <laughs> Joanne, do you have any pearls of wisdom you'd like to offer? Ooh, I have so much. <laughs> um, I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited to be back um, doing government accounting. I've done nonprofit for so long um, that I'm I'm really excited for learn this learning curve and um, just to be here to help get everything back on track. Thank you. <laughs> well. 
certainly is well needed, and uh, we're excited to have both of you. So thank you. Okay, public comment and consent calendar forum. All matters on the consent calendar are considered routine and are approved by one motion and one vote. Unless council members or the city manager first request the matter be removed for separate discussion and action. Individuals wishing to address the city council concerning consent items or regarding matters that are not already on the agenda are invited to make oral comments up to three minutes at this time. Please address your comments to the mayor and council members and not to the staff or the audience. By state law, the council cannot and is not permitted to undertake action on discussion items not appearing on tonight's agenda. If you have documentation you'd like to distribute it to the council, please uh, present those to Amos, our city clerk. Do we have any public comment this fine afternoon? Okay, hearing none. Uh, pleasure of the council with regard to the consent items, uh, register approval, minutes approval, finance and human resource analyst job classification, and the appropriation limits. Mr. Mr. Mayor, I'd ask that we pull um, item C, please. Uh, just a quick question. <clears throat> Am I correct in understanding that we could answer a question on that without pulling it from the consent? You want it pulled, or can we just answer your question? Just answer my question. Okay. If, if you like. Um, if I understand this correctly here, if we hire this individual, let me get your uh, staff report. It um, says here that eventually this person will be doing the business license collections, and that it goes on to say uh, process applications and payments for business licenses. So can I assume then that when we hire this person and eventually becomes in charge of business license, we can drop our contract. I think it's $37,000 a year with HDL that does this now, account, an accounting firm from Los Angeles. That's correct. That's the intention. That's correct. Okay. Very good. Thank you. <coughs> Any other comment or question with regard to the consent? Gary? You were nothing, about to. Nothing, I was about to. Uh, Mr. Mayor, move to approve the consent calendar as presented. Second. We have a uh, motion to approve the consent calendar as presented by Council Member Hansen, seconded by Vice Mayor Vaden. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Motion carries. Discussion and action calendar. All matters on this section of the agenda are discussed and will be acted on individually. Individuals wishing to address the City Council concerning any of these items are invited to make oral comments up three minutes at this time. Please address your comments to the mayor or the council members and not to the staff or the audience. Um, most of this you've already heard. Uh, when the mayor calls for public comment, please raise your hand and acknowledge while not required, the city requests you state your name clearly for the audio recording. By state law, the council is not permitted to undertake actions or discussions on <coughs> not appearing on this agenda. So item 7A, $4 million clean California grant, upgrades to Sycamore Park. Mr. Wanger. Yes, Mr. Mayor and Council Members, I'm sure the Council's heard, but um, the City was successful in obtaining a little bit over a $4 million grant from uh, the State Department of Transportation through their Cycle 2 um, Clean California Local Grant Program, which is super exciting. Um, we filed that application, I believe it was back in July, <clears throat> and what was included in our application when it was filed is 2,000 feet of new sidewalk around the park, 
rehabilitating about 2,100 feet of additional uh, pathways inside the park. Uh, safety lighting, uh, solar on top of uh, the changing area in the pool, as well as uh, on top of a new shade structure that would go at the pool. It included uh, construction of new pickleball port, uh, new pickleball courts, as well as rehabilitation of the existing tennis courts. Uh, and the, the solar was going to be used to power up some new lights, as well as the heater and some of the pool amenities. So we were successful in doing that, um, and it was a great success on behalf of the on behalf of the city to get that money. One of the things, as mentioned in the staff report, <clears throat> is the improvements uh, and re rehabilitation of the existing pool was not in that grant because at the time um, it was to be funded uh, with other sources. However, because uh, funding has changed and the, the pool project has been on, put on hold. Um, when we received word that we got the grant, uh, I called the representative at Caltrans and I explained the situation. I said, is there any additional monies possible um, because we'd like to include this? And she said, no, there's, there's no additional monies. However, if you want to slightly change the scope that we would be amenable to that. <clears throat> so with that, um, I had discussions with the city manager and with Joe, and uh, we started taking a look at what could we do in that overall project where we got grant monies. What could we change to see if we could include the pool? And what we ended up um, coming up with, and this is kind of the lowest hanging fruit, is one of the easiest things to change to be able to add in <clears throat> the pool component is instead of installing a brand new pickleball court standalone as well as rehabilitating um, the existing four tennis courts. <clears throat> it ends up if you uh, com combine those facilities, so otherwise keep two tennis courts and on the other two tennis courts, you actually convert those to six pickleball courts. Um, you end up saving enough money in the grant um, to be able to actually fund the pool component. Of it. So what staff was looking for tonight is direction from the council <clears throat> to see if the council would be amenable to um, directing staff to approach Caltrans to see if we can change the scope of work to include the pool, to eliminate the standalone pickleball court, have that combined with uh, the tennis court. And uh, by doing that, it would free, free up about $466,000 worth of the, the grant funding from Caltrans, which when you combine that with um, the county's contribution of $200,000 as well as some monies from Prop 68, just under $178,000, that would allow us to get uh, the entire pool rehabilitated with this project. So uh, I wanted to pose that option to the council. I will say that uh, if the council decides to do that, um, then you would direct staff and we'd go back and work with Caltrans to amend the scope. However, if the, if the council decides not to do that, there is a resolution attached <clears throat> to the staff report, but that should only be adopted if the grant stands as it is. Um, if, the, if it's the council's desire to direct staff to change the scope, we will be coming back with a very, very similar uh, resolution um, 
within the next couple of council meetings because that resolution is actually required by Caltrans in order to proceed with receiving the grant fund. So I just wanted to make sure that the council understood why there's a resolution attached to the staff report. We're not, you know, it's up to the council whether you want to change the project or not, but the only reason why you'd, you'd adopt the resolution is if you do not change anything with that tonight. So with that, uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions or, or provide more information. How many pickleball courts were slated originally? Uh, I believe there was eight. So, so we're this dropping would two pickleball to, courts and two tennis courts. Right. We would go from... To accommodate bringing us a pool back. Right. We would go from four tennis courts and eight pickleball courts to two tennis courts and, and six pickleball courts. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seems like a fair trade to me. Yeah, and, and and I will say that in the estimates that included within the um, within the staff report, it did include the higher cost as was estimated for the pool to actually rehab a good portion of the decking around the pool, which wasn't included when the project uh, was approved by the council at budget time because we were trying to keep the cost down. But I think I think we should be able to include that hopefully if, with this project. Cool. Thank you for your report, council. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I um, want to thank the staff and you, John, and everyone for realizing that we could take this $4 million plus grant and, and alter it to do something that's really important to me for lots of reasons. Uh, we campaigned on the basis of giving more recreation and more value to our citizens by showing them we could do something that they could get in, swim in, bring their children to, and use themselves. Uh, the Imagine Willows program that meets uh, twice a month uh, stays committed, remains committed to the pool as a statement of our ability and willingness to do whatever it takes to give the citizens something back. And we are still committed in the Imagine Willows committee group, organization, whatever, to find additional funding, including we have funding from the track, as you know, that's not on this. And I want to thank the Board of Supervisors, specifically, uh, well, all the Board of Supervisors for one, stepping up in the beginning and offering us $200,000 and then Recently, I'm sure I'm not the only one here that's confirmed with members of the Board of Supervisors of Glen County that that money remains in place. So we will not find down the road that it is not there. So thank you, thank you, thank you for getting this pool open uh, for the folks, the citizens, the kids, and everybody down the road. I, I can't tell you how much it means to me personally to see this getting done. So now I just want to get in the water. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Mayor, thank you. No, from a common sense perspective, this is absolutely the right thing to do. So I'd like to thank our city engineer, John Wanger, and the entire city team for all of your, uh, your efforts on this, and especially Fire Chief Nate Monk for spearheading this successful Boy. grant application. He's, he's been successful on, successful on a number of grants, so you know, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of extra effort, and he's, uh, he does very well at it. So. No, this is absolutely the right thing to do. Uh, it makes these modifications, so I am definitely in favor of approving the scope of the grant. And uh, I, you know, that we get the pool up and running as well, plus some additional improvements. It's it's a win-win. Absolutely, we'd be it'd be unwise not to pursue this this plan. So thank you, John, and to the city, the entire staff. Thank you, uh, Mr. Mayor. I have a couple of questions here sure. too, um, and I agree. I I concur 100% on modifying the description of the project and being able to get the swimming pool fixed with that. But I, um, 
one of the things I brought up the last time we discussed this, I forget how far back, I asked uh, City Attorney uh, Carolyn if she would take a look and see how we could legally blend some of the volunteer work that we have and legally blend it with working with government employees and government staff. Is there a way that we can take advantage of some of the volunteer work for the swimming pool and not be in violation of whatever we might be in violation of? Unfortunately, volunteers would be treated just as a city employee, as a representative of the city. So I can't. Unfortunately, volunteers would be treated the same as employees of the city or any representatives of the city. So they, we need to comply with what the city needs to comply with, whether or not they're volunteers. Okay, so that is, the answer then is we can use volunteers for some of this and, and reduce some of the cost associated with it or not? The answer is it depends. It depends. I see. <laughs> yeah. okay. if, I can, if I can just mention it. We can absolutely take any ideas, any suggestions, and consider those, but um, in order to comply with um, Caltrans standards and what they require for bid documents and publicly bidding it and having stamped and signed approved plans, there does have to be an approved set of bid documents for the, the overall entire project. For the entire project. Yeah, and those have to comply with a myriad of, of uh, rules and regulations including uh prevailing wage and there, there's just a number of things and i'm not i'm, I'm not um, dissuading any input from them i'm just saying it's it's going to be difficult because we have to produce one overall set of bid documents so. okay all right very good second question on this and looking at the <clears throat> excuse me the printout that you've given us here for the proposed sheriff's contract it uh some assumptions on the financial forecast for the 23-24 adopted budget. Point of order. Is this with regard to the pool? Yes, it uh, is. The bond? Okay. Yep. okay. It says eliminate swimming pool funding from the general fund, $200,000 in ARPA, and $100,000 in the general fund reserves. Does that, the budget then that I'm looking at here that John has put together, um, showing the costs of somewhere be north, uh, north of $4,400,000. That budget then is reduced by the 200000 or 300000 in the ARPA and the general fund reduction. What I'm reading from is what you've given us for the sheriff's contract. And in the sheriff's contract, for that budget item, you make reference to the assumptions built into the forecast for the 23-24 budget. And it says that you've eliminated the swimming pool funding from the general fund, 200, in parentheses, $200,000 in ARPA. And I had the same question, Marty. It's a shift. It's just a shift. That money was originally in the pool budget. It's not now. going with this grant route because we stopped the design process if you recall earlier a couple months ago that was ninety thousand dollars and change that put the entire pool project on hold right this award came through we came back with this so in putting together the forecasting model 
we made an assumption that we're no longer going to use the $300,000 of general fund money, which is both ARPA and reserve, and that we're now going to possibly, if you're amenable, use all of this grant money, which means that 300000 goes back into the mix of balancing the budget. For going back into the balance in the budget. Okay, right. so it's not going to be part of the swimming pool associated cost. No, no. The only thing that would be in the swimming pool is this grant, the 177000 from the Prop 68, and hopefully the 200000 from the county, which okay. they have committed. Okay, and that's the point of my bringing this up. My recollection when the county made the obligation to it, and I certainly hope that they still do, but I thought they made it contingent upon the city's match of the 200000 of their ARPA, of our ARPA money for that. So that's what I'm saying is if we pulled that 200000 out and if the, if the county conditioned their $200,000 on our $200,000, then... Well, we're funding our $200,000 with a forest. I asked that very question. I asked that very question. One at a time, please. Okay. Go ahead, please. I was going to say, I, I did already, I, when we, you know, came up with this idea of coming back to the council and seeing if you were amenable to adjusting the $4 million grant, I went back to the county administrator and said, so we put the brakes on, you know, from the design before, you haven't given us the money, here's what we're hoping to do, we'll see what the council wants to do, will we still be able to secure the $200,000 for the county and include it in the budget for the pool? And my understanding from the county administrator was that the supervisors were committed to doing that if we could come up with all the rest of the money. He didn't qualify where it needed to come from. Okay. He just said we needed to come up with the rest of it. That's fine. That's all the clarity that I wanted. I don't need yeah. to be jumped on. You're, you're good, and I asked the same no, question, you know, and they said to me, it does, the source of the match isn't the critical component. It isn't the general fund as long as we, you know, have the 200000 from whatever source to match up with them. That's what I was advised of. Thank you. I'm going to suggest that we, uh, or make the motion that we move forward with the modified budget that has been presented to us and move forward with this project as second soon as we can. I really wanted to make that motion but go ahead <laughs> I'm sorry no 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 it's for us it's just government yeah. Evan did you have anything you'd like to comment uh, I'm sorry um, we could speak to the motion no I think that this is a, a really good project for the city um, I was just kind of curious as to why pickleball <laughs> go to order and curious. check All it out sudden, that is like the new, it's new hit thing it's new so I was just curious was that chief's choice or was that the city manager have a choice. Staff's choice. It was. It was something that went into. Uh, I think it was a. I can't remember whether it was kind of a, a master plan idea for the park, but I. Okay. I know that that you, you are absolutely right. That that <laughs> yeah. is. I was the same way. I, I, I think it came up through time. members of the council. That's actually. right, because I went to Orland and they rave about their pickleball courts <laughs> day and gotcha. night. Apparently. Okay. No, I think it's a great project. The only question that I did have is, as part of the pool project. Is that updating those bathrooms as well, or is it strictly just the pool itself? It's, it's primarily the pool, the decking around the pool, uh, resurfacing the pool in the tot lot, upgrading all of the mechanical equipment, upgrading the, um, uh, all the chemical feed equipment, um, installing a shade structure over a big concrete pad that's there. We're gonna put solar on top of that, as well as putting solar in essence, as a roof on top of the um, changing, but we weren't 
uh, in there at this point in, in time, we weren't planning on upgrading any of the actual changing facilities. Okay. No, well, I'm excited to see the project get started and be underway, so congratulations. Call Casey and tell him. <laughs> You'll be happy. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, one other thing that I, I totally forgot to do at the beginning of this, um, I, I had my own introduction as well uh, in the audience tonight. We have Ian Brunswick. He's a senior engineer with our uh, company, and I, I have uh, taken out the scepter and designated him as a deputy city engineer just because there's a lot of projects going on, and Ian was very instrumental in, in putting this together, so I just wanted to recognize him, and he was, he was up here doing some other work on another project, and I said, hey, stick around for the council. So, well, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Ian. Awesome. Before we call the motion, uh, anybody from the audience like to speak to this matter? on the pool having a motion from council member Sprague seconded by vice mayor Vaden to modify our application of the grant use of funds all those in favor aye aye aye, aye. aye. Sorry. opposed motion carries thank you for your work all of you that was awesome Great, great news. <clears throat> Item 7B, temporary law enforcement agreement with the County of Glen Sheriff's Office. Marty Brown. Good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and Council Members. As you may recall, a few weeks ago, you approved a almost identical agreement. Um, and after sending it to the county and uh, a lot of back and forth between County Council and the City Attorney, we have come back to you with a final agreement that was approved at the Board of Supervisors last week on Tuesday, November 7th. Uh, there are just a few very slight semantic changes. I, I think the biggest change of all, which um, the city attorney and I were discussing here in the last few minutes, we're trying to determine it because things were taken out, put back in, taken out, put back in, uh, really comes down to the expiration of the term. Um, County Council wanted to make it very clear that this term expires at 11.59 p.m. on December 31st, 2023. And as, as far as we're concerned, that's the most substantive change in this uh, new agreement that's coming before you, if you want to call it new. It's really just the same contract as before a few weeks ago. But because, you know, this has been a, a challenging negotiating process and it's a lot of money, uh, we wanted, and there are a few semantic changes like that, we wanted to make sure to bring it back to the council for final approval. Thank you. No change to Exhibit A? No, that's included in the contract. If I may, uh, Mr. Mayor, the, the one change I noted that I thought was perhaps the most important was they changed the line that said uh, that uh, uh, costs attributable to the services made available to, the, to all portions of the county as determined by, and they took the word law out and wrote in uh, a, a resolution of the Board of Supervisors. Is that a bypass of the state law that, that identifies what can and cannot be included in costs? Um, that was, again, semantics. They okay. are still required to follow the law. No matter what. Um, but also, again, we're looking at six weeks. Understood. This contract is going to continue. So, um, yes. Your answer to your question is yes, that was changed. But, yes, they do yeah. need to follow the law. I want to I thank everybody that, that drilled through this the original agreements and the proposal at 2.8 and took the time and didn't just rubber stamp a contract submitted to us under the guise that we had no choice because wherever safety is involved, there is no 
choice. There is only pay. And I'm really pleased that this analysis resulted in where we are today. It, it's way more important than most people will ever know. Thank you. Thanks. Council comments? I'm happy to see us finally get there. Yeah, Mr. Mayor, if yes. I may. Yeah, yeah, thank you. No, uh, once again, it's been uh, uh, mentioned, uh, uh, City Manager mentioned, that there are very few uh, uh, minor amendments. And once again, I'll use the word semantics for the third time tonight. That's exactly what it is. Uh, uh, the variations from our, our original final contract that we approved, uh, that this council very recently approved, the changes are extremely insignificant. So uh, this, this contract, uh, uh, which obviously we need for the protection of our uh, citizens and our community, uh, provides full service general law enforcement services 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I just want, want to highlight the, uh, you know, the uh, priority items of the contract. And from my point, uh, the, uh, the sheriff's office shall maintain sufficient staffing in the city to provide a five-minute response time for crimes of violence, or, or in, uh, including in progress crimes, and a ten-minute uh, to one-hour response for property-related crimes, or, you know, uh, cold calls, if you will, uh, for service. And also, and under miscellaneous, under section 12.0 miscellaneous, uh, and this is very important that uh, uh, this contract includes good faith negotiations clause that the city and the, and the uh, sheriff's office agree to engage in good faith negotiations and fully cooperate with each other for a future services contract, which we will no doubt obviously need. So uh, I'd like to thank uh, our city manager, Marty Brown, our city attorney, Carolyn Walker, and the mayor for, uh, for uh, work on this uh, as part of the uh, ad hoc committee uh, working with uh, with the mayor on this and our, and our uh, city manager and city attorney uh, a lot of hours went into this uh, a lot of work went into this and carolyn you did a, an excellent job the final product is basically the final product that we had approved and, and were submitted even after all these red lines came back from the county council which changed nothing so excellent work carolyn thank you very much that's all i had to say mr mayor Mr. Mayor, if I might offer for the, the uh, public's understanding of this, we had an ad hoc committee that went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with the sheriff's uh, representatives and so on. What we are looking at here are the last three versions of that negotiation back and forth where the Board of Supervisors edited, we edited back, and then they edited back, and we've edited back, and that's what we're finalizing here. Right? Yes, I don't... I believe the board was involved, but I'm sorry. I don't believe the board was involved in the negotiations. I myself dealt with county council, okay, uh, and I know that the ad hoc committee dealt with the sheriff's office directly. Um, I just wanted to clarify that. I thought I did see part of the resolution or the the um, staff report here that the county board of supervisors did approve it on the seventh. They mm -hmm. did, yes. Okay. That's but what they, I mean. Yes. Okay, but they weren't part of the negotiation. They weren't part of the correct. Correct. Okay. Thank you, Evan. Um, yeah, I got nothing really to add other than what you gentlemen have already said. It's good to actually keep law enforcement around here to actually see that our youth will be protected instead of being used as pawns. Um, so, hopefully, that will stick around at least through the end of the year, and we will continue on from there and see where we get to. So it's sad that it took this long for us to, for public it safety. It's, it, it's been we a difficult path because we, 
we would meet, we'd have to come back, we'd have to bring it back to council. There's a delay in that process that we would go back. Um, it's been a, a long, arduous task, and we're pleased to be able to get to this spot. And just so the people of Willows understand, this doesn't require a law enforcement officer to be in the city limits at all times. It is strictly based off of response time. They have to be within five minutes or 10 minutes, depending on the type of call. So none of our contracts that ever say they have to be in town. So there was a rumor going around that that's what the contract says and it doesn't say that. So that's just more public knowledge for everyone out there as to how this contract reads. Well, I want to thank Gary for his at work, Marty, and for all the phone calls that you made to various folks to get some guidance and some leadership on this. Uh, it's been something that wakes me up at about 3 o'clock in the morning and keeps me from going back to sleep. So I'm glad that this is finally getting put to bed. Is there anybody in the public that would like to speak to this matter? Please come to the podium. Hi there. Um, for the record, my name is Alec Quintanilla. Um, Alex, excuse me, put the microphone up a little higher for you, would you? Is this better? That's better. Thank Perfect. You. Thank you. All righty. I uh, just want to start out. Thank you, Mayor Thomas, Vice Mayor Voden, and the esteemed council members. Um, as stated before, my name is Alec Quintanilla. Um, so I am not a resident of Willows, but my mother, Caroline, was. Um, and she recently passed away. She was a Forest Service men member at the Mendocino National Forest. Me and my wife had to drive all the way to Colorado to fight some injustices that we have with Glenn County Sheriffs. My mother's death is being investigated by the Sheriff's Office, but in that, her remains were given to a party claiming to be next of kin, um, but we have no proof that um, they confirmed that. Um, I have plenty of proof myself that I am her next of kin, um, and so much proof so that we even have a stay with uh, one of the local mortuaries here uh, to stop her cremation that was organized by said party. Um, we have been told by Under Sheriff Goodwin that he is currently in training this week in San Diego and nothing can be resolved until him or the sheriff have returned because they are the only ones with the details. Um, even though through correspondence with the mortuary and Goodwin saying no marriage license uh, was provided by said party. Um, in our dealings with the sheriff's office, we have heard, we have had to constantly contact them for updates, leaving messages and not receiving calls back. Dispatchers who were rude and false promises of callbacks from every single person we've talked to uh, that were not fulfilled. My mother's situation is being fought very hard by me and my wife, and we will not leave town until the correct judgment from Goodwin, who is too busy in training to answer our questions, but has time to follow my wife on Facebook a day after uh, I filed a complaint against him um, as an intimidation tactic. In lieu of all this, I need to state that the, it's a horrible idea for, for this beautiful small town 
to have tyrants who use their power to not find justice and try not to do their due diligence. Um, it is quite a coincidence that my mother's death was on the last day of the contract between the city of Willows and the sheriff's department. Um, and they did a pretty much a rush job on everything with that. And it's still being rushed around. Um, all the people that we have spoken in this town are scared to talk about how unjust the sheriff's office is publicly, um, sheriff's is uh, publicly, but they felt like talking to out-of-towners was a little more comfortable about all the injustices that they have seen or seen throughout the years. Um, I am originally from California with a lot of love and forests and open lands that the state provides. Um, just like my mother, uh, but finding posts about mistreatment of my mother's deceased body and then the lack of true police work in this town has left me with some hard feelings about my home state. Thank you. We're sorry for your loss. Anyone else? Hearing none. Do we have a motion on the floor? No. 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 Pleasure of the council. Mr. Mayor, I move that the uh, temporary law enforcement agreement with the Glen County Sheriff's Office as revised from July 1, 2023 through December 31, 2023 and pay the, and, uh, be approved and uh, to pay the county $1,285,306 for said contract. We have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. Motion by Councilmember Hanson, seconded by Councilmember Sprague. Does this require a roll call? Yes. Roll call, please, Amos. <clears throat> Councilmember Hanson. Aye. Councilmember Hudson. Aye. Councilmember Sprague. Aye. Vice Mayor Bodden. Aye. Mayor Thomas. Aye. Motion passes, sir. Again, thank you for the hard work of all of engaged in that. Item 7C, future short and long-term options for law enforcement services. Uh, you have a staff presentation for us, Marty? Um, I do, just a verbal one. Um, so, um, first of all, I want to thank the sheriff's office for being willing to enter into this short-term contract that the council just approved um, frankly it gives us a, a little bit of a reprieve and a chance for uh, staff and the council together to um, digest the course ahead and the possibilities and options that lie ahead for the city um, it was hard to do with no finance department no community development director um, kind of it was a race to the finish line so I, I'm appreciative of even if it's only six weeks it's um, six important weeks for the council to do some hard work and, and good thinking about what the next steps are, both short, midterm, and long-term for the city. With that, this, this um, staff report that is before you has a lot of different moving parts to it. it was, um, I found it really challenging to write, to think about short, mid, and long-term options for the city. Um, and a lot of uh, research and talking to a lot of different people went into um, developing the staff report. And the outcome was, First, to go through the background in more detail than we ever have done before in the staff report, and I'm not going to do that here, but talk about how we got here, 
um, starting back to 2017, keeping it kind of high level, the Cliff Notes version, and then going into discussion of various options for the council. I think um, the first was just talking about rebuilding the city's police department and next steps in the discussion and action portion, which is, um, you know, after, after everything that I've been researching, talking to the Public Safety Committee multiple times, visiting uh, the, uh, the city of Lathrop, who just started, they just started a police department a year ago in June of 2022, um, and going down there with the fire chief and learning a lot about how they did it, it, I really concluded that the planning, analysis, and assessment, and fi financial budgeting steps and the phases that you need to go through really needs to come first um, in my recommendation as a, a, a layperson but a fast learning person on how this is done um, because uh, in order to bring in an, either an interim or permanent police chief we need to have um, a plan you know for, for the future and how to go about it and how to how to actually do it and also a budget and making sure that we have uh, sufficient funding in order to move forward so this uh, recommendation for the longer-term plan of rebuilding the police department uh, recommends to the council an assessment and planning process that would include um, some high-level consultant who would help the city move through that process of developing the step-by-step -step plan, the phases, and the budget that would be needed to go about doing that. Um, and then moving from there into looking at things like a hiring a police chief and slowly, do, you know, actually implementing it, doing the actual operations and implement, implementation of the actual plan would be a later step uh, after that. Um, so that is kind of um, staff recommendation for the longer term plan of rebuilding the police, de police department, the sort of high level cliff notes version. In the shorter term, short midterm solutions, um, as you can see in the staff report, there's three, um, Possible, and these are not in order of recommendation. There is no recommendation here. This is just, these are the options that uh, I have been able to come up with with only six weeks possibly left to come up with a short midterm plan. One is to continue to negotiate with the Sheriff's Office, obviously, for continued law enforcement services, but beyond December 31st um, into the foreseeable future to be determined based on that longer plan for rebuilding the police department, and yet we don't know how long that's gonna take to actually implement. The second uh, option is considering hiring a non-sworn consultant to uh, manage a team of community service officers to take over non-emergency administrative duties and then potentially negotiate with the sheriff's office on agreement on the priority calls and 911 calls and the things that um, only sworn officers can do and only sworn officers have access to um, and see if we can come up with some kind of an agreement based on that. And the third option was considering hiring a sworn police chief or interim police chief to manage a team of private security officers to respond to, again, non-emergency calls um, and help with some administration that doesn't require access to software programs that require a sworn officer, for example, and um, support the city in non-emergency ways that don't require a sworn police officer. Um, generally speaking, those are the three options that uh, I was able to come up with and think about in terms of, especially with such um, short time frame and turnaround time frame. Um, and I recognize that you got this staff report um, not until, was that yesterday? It was yesterday, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, right. Time sometimes here at City Hall is a strange thing. Um, so- last, um, night, last night, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, and then I also provided all of you uh, last night, and you have a hard copy on the dais of the fin latest financial forecasting model from our finance consultant, which um, I wanted to give you that. So just to uh, inform your thinking around this, um, that includes the uh, potential of a continuation of the same law enforcement contract that we have in place till December 31st with the sheriff's office, as well as the potential passing of a one cent sales tax. Um, and there's a few other things listed, as, as you already read, Councilmember Sprague, that are listed in bullet points that are either included or not included. I also put in the email to the council, there's some other items that are not included, that, but we, we do have to pay for. So we will be able to revise that again. I mean, this is a, a, a forecasting model that we can keep revising as the variables and options change. Um, this was the best that we could do in, in the short time frame that we had to give you a picture, um, as you've seen. And, and we're happy to post that on the city's website. I don't think it's up there now, but is I think you've seen from the forecasting model, the picture is grim, um, even with the uh, one cent sales tax potentially passing in March. Um, so recognizing that there wasn't, a, a, that this was given to the council on short notice, I wasn't really expecting you to take any action. Certainly you're free to. Um, I thought you might wanna consider continuing the item to the November 28th meeting and then offering staff any additional direction that you might want to drill down into further or additional information that you'd like to have come back as part of that global discussion and then perhaps take some action on the 28th. Of course, you're free to take action tonight as well. So with that, that pretty much concludes my presentation unless you have any questions for me. Thank you, Marty. I know this is an exhaustive um, process and what I've learned sitting on the safety council or committee is um, this is not going to be an easy task no matter how we slice it, whether we stay with the sheriff or we embark on trying to establish our own police department. I think ultimately, I think the, the motivation for the council and the citizens would like to establish our own police force. What we've learned that it's going to take, I think um, you said uh, Lathrop took 18 months to initiate with full court press to get their police department up and running. Um, yes, it took uh, 15 months with an enormous team, enormous. I mean, I can't tell you a whole consulting team of about eight people from Municipal Resource Group, um, at least 10 core people on the city staff themselves, and then police chief and hiring um, other high-level police staff in addition to administrative staff. It was like the core, core group was like 10 administrative staff with the police chief, but then there were a bunch of police officers that were hired early on and then a consulting team of about eight to 10 people. I mean, it was, yeah, it was daunting. Um, the city attorney just reminded me that we might want to take public comment before we go into discussion and dialogue. I don't know, but it's your discretion. Well, that probably would be positive. I would, I'm pleased to see we have a sheriff's representative, Mr. Holly. Um, from my perspective, um, I think it's imperative that we pursue a two and a half year contract at a minimum with the sheriff, um, hopefully at a, at, a, at a price that we can afford and we can move forward and actually then secure law enforcement services while we work on alternate solutions because this is not an overnight process. And Mayor, before the council goes in discussion, I think public comment would be the next step and okay. then the council can discuss. Public and comment. Who might like to uh, address this issue? It's going to be quick. 
<laughs> well, there we do. That's it. Okay. Mr. Mayor. Ms. Uh, you want to go first? It doesn't matter. We, it, it, well, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Vice Mayor. Yeah, Mr. Mayor, uh, if I may. Uh, I, I would agree. Uh, rebuild. This council is, is uh, publicly committed. It's our intention at this time to move forward with uh, rebuilding a police department, which has been mentioned as a is a major project, and and um, that's you know that's not the best way to describe it. it it's just it's a huge project, obviously, and uh, we need to do this right. And uh, it's it is expensive, as we know. Uh, providing law enforcement services is the most expensive service that uh, uh, a municipal agency. Uh, provides uh, just just due to the nature of the business uh, but uh, priority would be to negotiate a contract like you said Rick and negotiate a contract minimum of a year and a half to two and a half years minimum two and a half is really what we need and because we need to you know we need to do this right and uh, we're not flush with cash so we're going to uh, uh, hope you know hopefully uh, I look forward to a, a positive working relationship with the sheriff's office in negotiating a, a, an affordable contract that provides the services that our citizens need and deserve, and uh, and also affordable, so we you know don't bankrupt the city providing providing services. We we still have a, an entire city organization to run in full services to to provide for. Uh, that being said, as I said, you know law enforcement providing law enforcement is is expensive. It just is for a, for a host of reasons. Uh, so that would be priority negotiating a, a, a fair contract, number one. And number two, uh, funding, okay? It's all about funding. And, and uh, I will just say that uh, the second step to that would be uh, the sales tax measure, on the, which will be on the ballot in, in March. That's, that'd, be our, that'd be a major funding mechanism for full city, city services to include law enforcement. And that's where we need to, to focus on right now in my mind. There's, thank you, Marty, for developing this, this laundry list. It's, it's a long list. It's not a, a completely inclusive list. The sample either. attachment two? Was that attachment two you're talking about? The laundry list? Yeah, your laundry list. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, came yeah, from yeah. under Sheriff Goodwin, actually. Yeah. He helped me but do that yeah. considerably. Yeah, very good. No, no, thank you. I mean, a lot of things to think about, and this <clears> is not a, a, an inclusive list. <laughs> There's more. There's a lot more out there. That is correct. And, uh, you know, continuing uh, further discussion uh, for the 28th, I think, would be prudent. But those, uh, you know, the, the, the contract negotiation is, is priority right now. We, we need to provide, obviously, need to provide law enforcement services for our citizens. We don't have a police department yet. Hopefully, we will have one. And, uh, but it's going to take time and effort, you know, and, uh, to get there. So that's really all I have to say, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Thank you. Can I be next? Yes, you may. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, so as it turns out, a long time ago, I was close to the leadership of the city of Willows when the Willows PD was shut down. And I remember hearing about it and some of the ex explanations and data and so on, not in great detail, but I would encourage us to go back and identify the why. Why did that city leadership manager and council elect to close this Willows PD? And if we identify the whys, then we can look at those and see where we are relative to them today. Not doing that is just not smart. Um, I 
I do believe that uh, we will have a need to go and negotiate with the Glen County Sheriff. I do think that um, that we need to see. Uh, oh, oh, that's a different one. Okay, negotiate with them, but in but on this basis, we were going to do forensic accounting about the real cost. We identified that the state of California said you cannot spread overheads over a vendor, which in this case we were. We identified the numbers of vehicles that were uh, stated to be needed and the number of officers, thanks a lot to Gary's experience. And we did a lot of material. I think in the weeks that are ahead and in the time that we buy to set up our police department, we should really do a forensic analysis of the cost of providing service to this city. And I know we were gonna do it, and I'd like to see us do that before we do any other consulting, uh, contracting or, or paying. Um, I, I'd like to see the details of the cities that have found alternatives. Uh, Carl and I and others have talked about some of the creative solutions that have been implemented in cities just like Willows, where they found themselves unable to fund the, the safety systems that were in place prior and needed to find alternatives, and they did. I know that from talking with some of the folks, one or two of those systems didn't come out so hot. So, but many of them apparently have, or some of them have worked very well. So I think every council member on this dais should be exposed to whatever city data can be gathered, as much detail as you can, including how it worked and where it, was, where it didn't work so well, because it will help us going forward. Um, so we can't negotiate with the county on the basis of we have no choice on January 1st. That is not a good position. So we have to have choice on January 1st. I, it might be somewhat of a long shot, but we cannot start out with we only have one choice and you're at how much. So, so let's please make sure that we never position ourselves either verbally by dialogue or by action in a where we have no choice. And when we sit down with them, I, I want them and all of us to negotiate in good faith. And finally, ultimately, the solution for much of this is revenue. Revenue. I know you've made presentations of other forms of possible revenue. The sales tax is short term. It fires off in March and produces money in July. Um, we have a commitment to the community, the citizens, to do the best we can for them. And that is the best short term, immediate, we got to do it solution. I've heard people say they don't want to do the sales tax. I've heard them tell me that last time it was done or back in the day, always starts that way. Uh, things went wrong. And I always want to say, I don't want to know about back in the day. So let's, let's add revenue generation as maybe a component of this discussion. And I got to say, I'm really disappointed in what happened to you. I think I've known a little bit about it, but only on the fringe. And I know that this young man next to me, who is very experienced, said the same thing about all of his interactions and dealings with that department when we were trying to work. So that's two. I think at three, you, you have a problem. And I'm sure there's a third one already. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor, I have a couple of questions here. Certainly. Okay. Um, so that I can understand your trip talking at... Uh, the city of Lathrop, did they adopt this hybrid of uh, working with the police force and the fire department in, in conjunctions with each other, or was theirs strictly a startup from zero? They started from zero. They had never had a police department before. Okay. Uh, they had contracted with the sheriff's department up until June of 2022. Um, the city was growing. It's grown very, very rapidly in a relatively short amount of time. Um, at one time it was, you know, in the early 2000s, around 6,000. It's now around 30,000. So um, they 
have been talking about it for a decade, but they finally just decided they were going to do it, and they had the money to do it. That's important. Um, about 15 months before they started. So in 2020, at some point during COVID, um, they decided to just move forward and hire a consulting team to do the planning and the building blocks and figuring all that out, okay. working with various staff to support the consultants. Um, you know, from even the most basic things, they said, you know, you're starting a new PD, you don't even have forms. You know, you, you realize you don't have forms for any of the things that you need to do in a police department because you've never had one. That's fine. So all that. Okay, what, um, for the public's benefit, the staff has put together here what they refer to as a critical path to develop and fund this new PD. And for each one of these bullet items and questions under here, there's at least 10 more subsets of questions and items. Um, and but, it's just initial, Council Member Spray. I don't, I don't, this isn't an exhaustive no. list. This is like to get us out of the gate, basically. Right. I understand. Very, very over, as you put it, a hundred foot level of, of looking at it. The question, though, in, with Lathrop, okay, so they're five times our size. Did they have a cost associated with from square one to, to start up to have their own police force? How, what was huge, their cost associated? Huge cost. Huge, huge, huge. Yes, a very big cost. Well, yeah. huge. So, like, you know, for like, for just for an example, the one year of transition between when they still kept the sheriff's contract and they had their police department, you know, somewhat up and running. They they overlapped for about a year. That overlap alone cost them eight million dollars. That doesn't million. even include the equipment and apparatus. That's just the cost of staffing and operations. Just and and then and, and then on top of that, then additional costs for vehicles, et cetera. Correct. Yeah. So okay. the three months before they were going to open the doors uh, they thought they were negotiating to get vehicles back from the sheriff's office and the sheriff said no and so the city manager went to the council and said I'm going to need two million dollars for new vehicles okay and so they had that kind of money to do that we don't well that's the point I'm getting at so in your estimation then after interviewing them and talking with them do you have an estimation off the top of your head of what we would be looking at because that this is the $64,000 question. If we don't have the money to even, and your question here is, the first question on this matrix is, what will it cost and can the city afford it? If it's gonna cost $10 million to start from square one, the money's gotta come from someplace. It's not gonna come from a 1% sales tax. It's gotta come from something. So the point I'm getting at is, I, I hate to think that we're headed down a rabbit trail here and thinking that we have, the ability to even start our own police force. It saddens me because I think we ought to have our own police force, but it just looks like there's no point of beginning on this. Well, I, I don't have a number, but I think that's why we do the initial, initial analysis and building a budget to see, can we actually even afford it? Okay. Um, but it is many millions of dollars to do the initial startup. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was close to $10 million at the end of the day, because we also don't have infrastructure anymore here Right. Um, there's, uh, there's so many things that are required in police departments today that maybe we could have been grandfathered in before 2017, but we might not get a pass on now because we're starting from scratch from the beginning. Um, there's ammunitions, there's vehicles, there's, you know, there's software, there's IT. Uh, one of the things they said to me in Lathrop, you know, you, do you have an IT department? I was like, I got a contractor up in Reading that comes once a month. And they said, yeah, well, that's not going to work because... Police departments need an enormous amount of IT support. You, they have to be on your core team. Mm -hmm. So that's going to make costs go up. The cost with your city attorney will go up. Um, everything will increase. I think the initial startup is huge, 
Now, though, once if we could do that with um, bond money, grant money, federal and state grant money, maybe we can piecemeal that together. The next question is, what are the day-to-day -day operations? Mm -hmm. And I also think that's not going to be cheap either. But I don't know what that's going to be. It's not going to be ten million dollars a year, but it's it's going to be you know a decent chunk of change. Mr. Mayor, um, I have about two pages worth of questions if we were going to discuss this tonight, but it sounds like, and I, I'm going to recommend, staff is recommending, or correct me if I'm wrong, you're giving us the option to move this to the 28th for further discussion. Correct. The recommendation was a variety of things. It's your discretion. I, I, I completely understand that you wouldn't want to take any action getting the staff report yesterday. I'm sorry it was a race to the finish line to kind of pull this all together. I do want to call out on attachment one, as you did, Councilmember Sprague, that again, that these sort of revenue generation ideas for the most part are already in progress um, with the exception of the potential sale of city-owned assets, which is something you had brought up a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Yes. Um, and then the financing tools, I wanted to mention those, and I hope that if this is continued to the 28th, that there'll be some robust dialogue around that too, because I, I think that there are some options here that we may want to consider. Uh, the lease transaction option is basically taking a loan against your assets so you don't have to sell them mm -hmm. against property. Um, and then you can consider long-term the kinds of things you want to do. A tax anticipation note is um, if this one cent sales tax did pass, you do end up having to wait about six months before you actually see the, the revenue. If the council wanted to basically take out you know, a note against that uh, after it passed when you know it's going to come in, that's another possibility for additional revenue. Um, federal and state grants. And then I, I know that Councilmember Hansen doesn't like this third option, but um, the pension obligation bond reissuing it so that we don't have to pay our POB, um, which is a cost savings to the city, but if we were, you know, really needed it, we could not make our payments for a couple of years if we reissued that. Those were the immediate tools that our financial advisor um, came up with when we met a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and again, these are things for immediate need. If we have immediate need um, in the next 12 months, these are some options. Now, of course, if we look further out, there might be other options too, but um, when I saw the initial forecasting model and, and what I already knew about the budget, I did want to figure out whether we were going to have an immediate need and have to do something in the next six to 12 months. So. That's where that comes from. And then the operations piece is just what we would do after we did the assessment and the planning part. Would, the recommendation was to do that first. Well, under that category, um, Marty, I might suggest that we also include discussion about doing a, a special assessment uh, such as the sewer fund is. I hate to say this, and this is not to suggest that I would support this, but it ought to be one of those tools financing tools that we take a look at would be a Proposition 218 process where it would those monies that would be collected then, parcel fees or however we end up doing it, would be specific for law enforcement, not to be used for anything else. I know that that would take a two-thirds vote, et cetera, et cetera, but then it would give the public a, another option to be able to take a look at if, if uh, for funding the police department. The other thing I agree 100% this concept of what I think got us in trouble in the first place was with a lot of the costs associated was was kicking the can down the road on the CalPERS payments. That's what really got us into buying. I'm sure Gary remembers more than most of us in regard to that. 
so I would I would be opposed to the idea of, of kicking the can further down the road, which then brings me to answering Mr. Vaden's question about what brought this on in the first place. Some have suggested that it was a rift between the then city manager and the, the police chief. And you might recall as well, and I do see Carl Walter back here, uh, the police then at that time did a no vote or no confidence vote for the city manager at that time. Some think that that was the impetus behind cutting down and shutting down the police force. Others look at that and say the cost associated with the CalPERS retirement and that type of thing is what prompted the necessity to kick it down. But I'm in, in agreement. We need to go back and say what did prompt this. We've got some institutional knowledge with Gary on that, but I think that would be important to understand as well before how we move forward with that. Um, with that, I'm, I'm going to suggest that we do postpone this, cook, cook, put it out to the 28th. I won't go through the rest of my questions, but I will give them to you, and you might incorporate that into whatever we see next time. Thank you. Very Mr. good. Mayor. Evan? Nope. I think that, yeah, waiting until next, next meeting to go over this would be a good idea. Give everyone some time to digest and come up with their questions and make sure that the questions are community has questions on it, they can at least put some, so, um, yeah. The only thing I would like to add, Mr. Mayor, is that I really would like to see us investigate or revisit the forensic analysis of the costs, because we talked in detail about how the group we would bring forward, the company or whomever, would know and identify and compare and say that this is what it, and this is what it should be, and this is what it should be. I'd really like to see that from a third party which is the forensic analysis team. Well, I believe we would have benefited from oh, yes. from uh, CityGate's contract in July. Yes, yes. To fully understand um, the needs and wants and, and how the, what you need in order to patrol 24-7 along with everything else. So um, it's not a normal contract to, to negotiate, and it's been tough to understand mm -hmm. it. Um, I, um, I agree with you. We need to look at other options so we're not um, solely relying on um, the possibility of going forward January 1st with the Sheriff's Department. Um, at the same time, um, I think the Ad Hoc Safety Committee should uh, continue its negotiation with uh, the Sheriff's Office to see if there's an opportunity that way as well. We need to be going down multiple paths. I actually think that we uh, that the right thing to do is to do what Ben suggested, which is is to buy time, because the ultimate cost of a, a local PD could turn out to be impossible. But it doesn't mean we cannot start in with a, a agreement with the sheriff based on forensic analysis, wherein we then continue to look with a longer, broader vision of what it should look like five, ten years from now, but with revenue generating success, not just dialogue so that we can actually pay for it, like Lathrop did. I mean, everybody knows where Lathrop is. It's an extension of Stockton and, and of Tracy. It's in the right spot. So it's natural what happened there. Look what happened to Tracy. So anyway, so I'm not opposed to it. I want us to well, We need to go down multiple paths at the same time. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I've talked to a friend that works at another city and they do their law enforcement through contract through their county sheriff's office as well. Their population's 10,000. He said they spend about 4 million. 
So I'm not necessarily disagreeing with what the numbers are that we're paying for our contract. I just wish that we would have been able to get an actual third party audit of those numbers to make sure that what we're paying is what we're paying. And Actually, that's my the county council did that yes. for us. And that's my hardest thing is that's what I would like to, I'd just like to see that done. So then it's easier to explain to the citizens what we're paying for, not this is what we were given. Okay. So if that's the consensus of the council? Yes, absolutely. Yep. You have good directions on that? I believe I do. I believe I'll be hearing from council member Sprague with some questions and I've written down the questions that all of you have to update, you know, basically the staff report for the November 28th meeting. Okay, moving on to the next law item, uh, 7D, city budget and 1% sales tax measure, education action plan. So um, we have a one cent sales tax measure that's gonna be on the March 5th uh, primary presidential ballot and I wanted to check in with the council and see whether or not they would want to do some sort of a education campaign action plan um, uh, because absentee ballots will probably drop at the beginning of February um, so that's two and a half months away and um, I'm not sure everyone understands uh, why the you know ballot the fiscal emergency and why the one cent sales tax measures on is proposed for the ballot and um, exactly the fiscal situation with the city um, so it's it's an opportunity to educate the public about the situation and um, so I have I put together a, a laundry another laundry list of um, possible um, things that the council might want to consider if this is of interest to the council to develop objectives in a public budget message and um, launch an educational campaign campaign with some, uh, an initial town hall meeting uh, possibly creating a separate website for the ballot measure um, and talking about the city's finances the structural deficit and how revenues might be used for sales tax from a sales tax creating a, a separate Facebook page with regular posts um, direct mail distributing educational materials on collateral potential press kit conducting town hall meetings, creating a speakers bureau that includes the council and um, possibly me, <laughs> I say reluctantly, <laughs> but, it could, but that could be a possibility, council's discretion. Um, sending out an electronic newsletter on a regular basis um, that's just focused on the budget, maybe different aspects of the budget, walking precincts and distributing educational flyers, Writing, having, you know, seeing if there's community members, people that are in your network that would want to write letters to the editor, um, and I suppose you could consider placing ads, both electronic and hard copy. So that's just a list of potential things that we could do. And it, as you all know, um, and we've already heard from the city attorney on this topic, that it would have to be just factual and focus only on the facts of the situation, the city's budget, and um, what the city is facing. So, and how, I, I believe we can talk about how it might be used, how the sales tax might be used. Yes. yes. Can I ask a quick question? So for the grant funding that we got to fix up Sycamore Park, that does not include anything as far as upkeep over the next 10 years or anything like that. So that also has to come out of our general fund budget in the future, correct? Maintenance is always an issue and it's it almost is never funded through a grant. So yes, that's right. correct. So, okay. 
So that's just additional maintenance that we will also have to be looking at in our future as well that we want to want to look and at I a think way to possibly increase our correct. fund source. Yep. Okay. Maintenance of parks. I think it's also important for, we talk a lot about law enforcement and the law enforcement contract, but I want to remind the council that going into this year, but this year's budget season, we were facing nearly a half a million dollar structural deficit by um, renewing, I guess I'll, I, I don't know how to put it, Councilmember Hanson, but reinstating positions that used to be here that are core and essential to the city, including in finance and community development and public works. And um, so we already had a structural deficit. It wasn't as big as it is now, and we had more time to, um, you know, before renegotiating the law enforcement contract, we had more time to figure out how we were going to address it. But it isn't just law enforcement. There are key, you know, critical positions at City Hall that keep the trains running here every single day that um, we absolutely need. So it's another consideration. Well, I had a list of things, and you pretty much covered all of them, a website, uh, Facebook, um, mailers with core information, town hall meetings, press releases, email campaign, speaking engagements. Um, I think we all as a collective group needs to uh, embrace that. I know, Forrest, you're not in favor of a sales tax, and you've come out and said that you don't want to do that. I don't know what other solution we would have to meet our short-term goals. Do you have a solution for our short-term goals? Well, I, I, Mayor, I, sorry to interrupt. I just think we should take public comment before there's a discussion yeah. by the council. No, I need <laughs> to write that down on my uh, on my dais. I'll keep reminding you. <laughs> Forgive me. It's an electric chair. Uh, anybody wish to speak on this matter? <laughs> Amos, you're going to speak? Oh, she can come on, up. Come, up. come on up to the podium. You want to speak? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking. He's not supposed to be speaking on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My name is Sherry Brock. Um, I live in Willis. I've worked on a lot of um, school bond committees, and it's really important if you're going to try to get people to buy in on a sales tax that the entire city council supports it. Um, I understand everybody has their own individual right to vote, but it's so important that everyone's on the same page because it's really hard to get anything passed. It took us several times to get the school bond passed. So I would just encourage you guys to work together and come up with a solution so you can all support it. It will help you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, sir. Thank you. Our new planning commission. Anyone else? Okay, move to uh, council discussion. Well, you, you started out asking me if I had any alternatives. Yes. And one of them, of course, is I've already putting forward the idea of doing something on our highway, our historic highway 40, or 99, excuse me, to where we actually start generating more revenue through additional sales tax, through retail sales, et cetera, et cetera. The other thing too, and I'll bring this to our, your attention next week or the next meeting, as you pointed out, is the sale of our um, excess property. Uh, short math from my perspective, that the, the single family lots that the city owns 
uh, probably have a value of in excess of 600, maybe as much as seven or eight hundred thousand dollars. So that if we were to sell those, that would go a long ways to be balancing the budget. The other thing, though, uh, getting back more to this, I've got a couple of questions of, of, of city um, manager. The your list, the laundry list of things. I don't, I can't tell if you're including all of those things, or is this going to be a menu that we can choose from? Because you've put a a uh, suggested budget for this at 15,000 for the budget. Is that, you're suggesting we could get all of this done for about 15,000? So it's absolutely the council's discretion. If you don't like anything, we won't do it. If you do like it, if you don't like any of it, we won't do it. We, it's completely your discretion. So it's more like a menu, um, you're correct. The, um, of, the, of the items that are here um, that I thought would be the most, um, you know, the electronic newsletter, I mean, we, we already do that. It'd just be doing it more and doing it a focused way. Website, we can do that internally. Facebook, we can do it internally. The staff can do those things. Um, there's a lot here that staff can do. The, the only thing that if you're interested in is, you know, developing direct mail. That is costly. Right. Um, and any kind of direct mail that we would do um, and or printing for like a press kit, if that wasn't, a, you know, something like that. Uh, or printing flyers, you know, but the direct mail is the most costly um, thing. If you may recall, Councilmember Sprague, I think maybe you got um, when we did the budget last year, um, the 22 budget, um, the city sent out a large um, postcard, eight and a half by 11, glossy, bright colored, um, and that was sent out to registered voters that we were able to figure out to the best of our ability. The design, printing, and mailing that out was roughly around four to five thousand dollars, and that right. was for one. So I'm just, I just used that ballpark as a way to come up with a budget because that's the most, that's the one thing here that is really, it is costly. Well, the, the reason I'm asking this was your your breakdown here is almost parallel to the proposal that you had a couple of years ago in engaging Lou Edwards. A, 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 consultant that does this type of things for cities and their estimate was fifty thousand dollars at that time to provide much of the same items that you're doing here but you're suggesting we could do a lot of this with staff but you're that's my question who who would do this and my immediate reaction having run campaigns I'm looking at this and I, I'm looking at hundreds of man hours to be able to do some of this stuff so um, I would love to hire a consultant but a i didn't think that the council would be amenable to a budget like that that was the first thought but if i'm wrong please let me know okay. but even more than that we don't have much time and so people in this line of work and i'm sure you're aware of this council member sprague that they plan a year in advance before a campaign and they take on clients who are planning a year in advance for a ballot measure um so i haven't checked with anybody and you're correct that I know Lou Edwards' group better than most um, campaign consultants, and they're very good at their work. Um, but this is too short a time frame. I, I, I highly doubt that they would be willing to take this on with absentee ba ballots dropping in two and a half months. Okay. Um, so to answer your question, it would be myself with assistance from the city clerk for the most part. Okay. So let me understand. If the, if the council votes for this, we're looking at a $15,000, which in, would in be in addition to the fifteen thousand dollars of putting it on the ballot with the, with the county, correct? So we would be thirty thousand 
for I this. Think, I think putting it on the ballot was closer to 10. Wasn't that what they ballparked it? The, the last election was, was 10,000, right around 10,000. Um, and that, that was the closest estimate they could give, but it really depends on everything that ends up on the ballot uh, for this uh, election. Okay. So somewhere 15, or excuse me, 25 to 30,000 on that. But then if I can interpret this then, if we pass that budget, if the council passed that budget, then it would be a selection of menu items that you would want to spend that 15000 on. Because you're um, not going to do all of this for $15,000, I don't believe. Well, like you, I've actually worked on several campaigns as right. well, which is how I came up with this list was from my own experience of working on campaigns. And as you may recall, I did go through a training program program called Emerge California where you get trained yep. to do exactly this. And it's not just training to run for office yourself, it's actually training even for ballot initiatives. So a lot of this came from that experience, which is why I felt confident that we could do a lot of it in-house. Um, and again, the direct mail is the big ticket item here. And to do that item. and design it, and pr I can't do that. And to send it out direct mail, that's really, if you want, want to take out that item, then most of the rest of this, then it would be more nominal just for design and printing and flyers that you hand out at events and we don't do direct mail. Okay. Last but not least, going back to what you gave us for the sheriff's contract, if I interpret this correctly, and, and the, the, uh, what I'm holding up here is the chart that you've given us that shows where we're at with our budget over the next five years or seven years in there so assuming even if the one percent sales tax does get passed in there this right now on our fiscal year 23-24 we're somewhere we're we're upside down by a million four hundred thousand according to this if the budget if the sales tax pass the next year then 24-25 we're upside down forty one thousand dollars and then the following year, even if the sales tax passed, we're upside down $128,000. And then $188,000. The point I'm getting at is, by your chart here, the 1% is going to get us solvent for a year or two. And then where are we going to be back? Another 1% or another percent sales tax? That is a concern. Okay. That's why I said earlier it's so you a big need grim. to be going at after three cents or four cents then for sales tax, according to this chart. That'll if, be the council's discretion. <clears throat> That's all I have. Thank you. <clears throat> Anybody else? I've got, I've got some, but I'll go. I want to go last. Nope. Go ahead. Well, so so uh, in in deference to Forrest, I do agree that spending money uh, is a factor in this particular campaign because the citizens, I don't believe, will buy into us buying this sales tax increase. I think it's the absolute wrong approach. As a longtime promoter, I think we should take a very different tactic and, and definitely not say to the people, we have the money to promote this, but we don't have the money to do the city stuff. So I 100% support the town hall meeting that you have scheduled on the 21st, which I'm sure you're going to announce, and, and maybe several after that. That's face-to-face, one-to-one, no money. I would not, I don't know about the website. I don't know that I would do that, 
but I would try to create a stream, a self-propagating stream on social media that feeds itself by being forwarded and shared with information, and that shouldn't cost anything to do, create a stream in some fashion. The newsletter you do every month is excellent. I don't know how, what the distribution is on it, but, but again, if, if we, that document will have that little taint of, are they selling me something, or, or, or is this in my best interest? Because ultimately, the only way to get this is to convince people it's in their best interest. We have to sell benefits. And so I'm, I'm particularly encouraged to do that. Uh, create a mailing list. I'm opposed to direct mail. I get direct mail all the time. I get a lot from Butte College. I get a lot from other people, and I don't tell Butte College this. I don't read a lot of it. I toss it. Most of us do toss direct mail that comes in the box with the letters and the bigger, colorful piece. So I'm not a, I'm not a fan of direct mail. I know it's effective. It's just too expensive. Uh, press kit. Well, yes, press is easy, right? Press. Uh, Town hall meetings we mentioned, Speakers Bureau, we should go to the Rotary Clubs and the Kiwanis Clubs and the Lions Clubs and all of those clubs and reach out to them, not once, but over and over again. And the best way to sell anything is not for you to sell it or me to sell it, but for us to get other people to sell it. And uh, I can remember back when we first came to Glen County with the idea of building a racetrack, we had someone local sell that idea. Not the carpet bagging people from San Francisco, but the local gentleman in this particular case, who believed in it. So people do believe in this. There are lots of people here that believe this is necessary. We need them to be the spokespersons for this effort. Uh, let's see, walk the precincts, absolutely walk the street. Letters to the editor, absolutely. I wouldn't put an ad in anything. Anything we do that says we're spending money to buy this sales tax, in my opinion, is, is the wrong message. It'll backfire. Yes, advertising works, exposures work. The more exposures to a message, the more likely it'll be bought into, but not in this case. These people need to trust us, and they need to see that we're willing to do the hard work to get this thing passed by talking to them face-to-face, one-to-one, and that's all of the community, not just the segment that we all run into, but segments we don't run into that are part of the voting population. So uh, again, I, I hope I've said this relatively clearly, the spending of money on this is not in my, not what I want to do. I want to spend the work to do it. The leg work, the talk work, the effort of everybody on this panel to go out and shake hands. He knows more people in Willows than there are in Willows. And there's, that's true all around us. And you guys know people. But you've got to want it. And then you've got to believe it. And then you've got to sell it. Because we, we're not going to get it because we want it. We're going to get it because you want it. I just want to remind the council that it's really imperative that the city is only educating the public. We, as a city, cannot sure. campaign or encourage a yes or no vote on the ballot measure. <coughs> so with anything that the, the council does as a representative of the city as well as staff, we need to be very careful um, in how that's presented. Very good. Uh, and how we use our words. I've read that over and over again as somebody who writes about this stuff. And I'm so far so good. I just want to keep reminding. Please everybody. do. Please do. Please I do. don't seem to remember to. He can't remember Joe them comment. first. So. <laughs> Education only. Work. Not what you think. Yeah. They should vote. It's a for. small town. We talk to each other, and if it's determined as selling, then I guess we'll have to deal with it. Well, yes, and just the law. Yes. So I'm just, as your legal counsel, I want to remind you, and I will keep reminding you that we are to educate on. Why, why the sales tax, why the city 
you know, needs the sales tax or what they would use the money for. All those things are okay as long as you're not asking somebody to vote yes or vote no on measure so if we did a direct ways. if we did a direct mail piece really colorful and it said vote yes on sales proposition whatever so who would sign that who would that be from we actually cannot do that. i cannot do that okay so what is the that direct is mail going to do what will so, the direct mail so say a mailing would have um educational information two sentences and people won't read it well, three I, sentences I, I don't know what it is it's well not so many. so I would just suggest that I, I heard what you said and that's fine and the council can do whatever they want but there is actually a methodology to this as I think council member Sprague will agree having both worked on campaigns there is a methodology to this and this like the mayor keeps me up at night too we I didn't feel like we were doing much we're not that far away from the ballot measure all I did was offer some options because I want us to do something I'd like us to do something but if we don't want to do if the council doesn't want to do anything I've done my job. I gave you options, right? So it's your decision. <laughs> and the, and the direct mail, by the way, I got a copy of the direct mail that Orland used. And for the most part, with maybe one exception, pretty good information. I, I, would, I would design it differently as somebody who's worked in graphic design. I wouldn't do it myself. But that said, the content I thought was pretty good, pretty helpful, a reminder of other sales taxes that are in the surrounding area, the things we might be able to spend it on educational. Uh, the, educational there was there was a lot of really good information in it and so that's what would be in a direct mail so we'll flyer. talk educational so, marty i think that <clears throat> i have to kind of disagree with mr bonnet i do feel like they're you're expecting people to see something that sometimes you do have to spend money to get it out there in front of them they're not just gonna walk upon it on their own um the only thing that i would suggest is if we can use for example, like the Office of Education has their um, ROP program that does their printing there, um, and some way to cut the costs down if we're going to be doing those direct marketings, rather than possibly using like a more third-party mainstream private company. Um, I know we've used them for a lot of nonprofit. They do everything from raffle tickets to they actually did our business cards for our office. Um, <clears throat> but so, if we're worried about the budget side, there's a way possibly for us to cut some costs. I do feel like some educational documentation is important to be out there because nobody really knows what's going on. How many people actually go onto the city website, click in there and say, I actually want to read all 60 pages of this document <laughs> and want to learn about it. Maybe 60 people. Okay. So if there's a quick way for us to get that information out there and possibly change 30 people that votes minds, that might be the difference between us having a town or not having a town. I don't know. But if we're able to actually educate people and get them out there to vote, then I think that it's a positive thing for us to be doing is to, you know, educate people as to what it is. I have a question of city attorney. So without suggesting that I'm opposed or in support of the sales tax, um, if people wanted to be educated on alternatives that would increase um, revenue without even mentioning the sales tax, is that something within our purview to be able to do? Yes, but I would just, again, be careful with your language and how you phrase that um, to whatever audience that you're That's fine. speaking with or writing to because... The law is very clear that the city is not to actually have a campaign 
for one vote or the other. Right, right. It cannot urge a vote. It can educate. Or discourage. It cannot or discourage, right. It Correct. urge or discourage, exactly. But if, it, if, if there were um, publications presented, publications, um, literature or whatever, that offered other, and not now, I, I don't even want to use the other, the word other, but would offer alternatives to raising funds or other methods to raise funds, revenue. Yes. Additional. In fact, I think that's something that um, that you could actually include in the city's educational campaign. Okay. Um, I think that actually should be part of the message, that here are some other alternatives, and here's ones that we've looked at, here's ones that may not work, here's ones that may work. Um, but I think it actually should all be together with okay. the educational, because then you're, you're really not taking, you know, one side with one publication and one side with another publication. If all the information is together, um, I think that's, the mo that, that's much better, and that's a much better argument that you're following the law and not encouraging or discouraging a vote. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate And I answer. do agree with you, Forrest, on that is there's, they're not alternative, they're additional ways for the city additional to, ways. to, not to yes, get money. So I think that... Additional, thank you. And I think that that is something that as the city council we should look at still whether we have a sales tax increase or not we need to look at those additional ways to possibly use this money to help boost our progress in getting a pd or when whatever way we need to to boost our city's you know coffers to hopefully get us further along the line it shouldn't be an alternative to one or the other we should be trying to hit all these avenues at the same time um get the budget corrected so we can actually start giving the people what they want. And that's a great point because alternative makes it sound, again, like right. you're discouraging that's the sales tax. So that's why I would recommend having all that information together yep. in, the, in the mailing or in whatever publication the city as a whole decides to release to the public. Additional was the word I was stumbling over. Yep. Thank you. No, no worries. Like I said, I agree with what you're saying. I just think that if we can hit it all at the same time, then that would be a really good start to getting us Upright. Gary? Yeah, yeah, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I, I believe uh, I agree with much of what David says, with the exception of one item, and I agree with uh, Evan. These are all, uh, all things that need to be done, and it's all about educating the public, as we know, educating the public. But like Evan said, how, how many people actually go and take a look at the city website? Some, a, a few do, but you know, people, are, people are busy. They're busy. They're busy earning a living. They're busy raising a family. Uh, not everybody's uh, pays attention to city council meetings. Right? Uh, I do believe in the in in going with the direct mail route. That's the only thing I I, I agree with everything you said, David, except for that. I, I think that in this case uh, it, it, we need to educate the public, and everybody gets mail. Most most folks get mail, whether they toss it or not. Not everybody's going to toss it, and if it's you know if it's well done, if it's done right. I think it'll be effective, and I think it's worth pursuing. And city staff will be, uh, uh, you know, doing all this work in addition to all the other work they have to do as well. But I, I think, uh, you know, spending a, a little bit of money on the direct mail, like Evan said, we have the uh, Office of Ed program, you know, and there are other options out there to, to cut costs. I, I think it, uh, with the, uh, the direct mail route, is definitely the thing we should be doing, as well as every other has been mentioned, every other item on this list. 
that includes all of us, but I think that's important. I think one, one thing we could, um, that staff can do in addition to the list here is to help with the Speakers Bureau idea. We could actually set up and coordinate and, you know, reach out to all of you and see who's available to go speak at so-and-so church group or so-and-so civic group. Or I, having, again, done this before, I would highly recommend what we try to find a little bit of time for some church groups if they'll have us because that's a big audience and... Um, and we'll figure out how to reach out to them if that's amenable to the council. And we could coordinate the Speaker's Bureau uh, for you to make you, you know, make the council as effective as possible as speakers at these various events. Again, that's only if it interests you. Um, and again, I've done this before. <laughs> so it's, I'm, I'm familiar with the, with the strategy. Okay, well, I agree there's alternatives. Uh, I think um, smart growth economic growth is one of those unfortunately for the reality is <clears throat> growing our economy growing our new businesses and base is kind of a long-term solution for where we're going it's the ultimate best long-term solution but it doesn't provide us short-term savings or reality for keep our business going um, I think we also we should do at least one mailing um, I know when I did uh, mailings for my campaign, uh, I ended up in Chico, but then I was told by Marlena Sparkman that she does the direct mail and she got it done at half cost. And she's local. Whether or not, cer certainly somebody we should talk to, find out what it would cost. And I, I mailed everybody one time for, what, $1,400 or something like that? Just a small card. But the biggest savings was using the right firm because they saved on postage. Yeah, it is the postage that it's, it's the postage that yeah. kills you. So, um, getting it printed is the cheap part. So, I, I think we need to do at least one mailing, if not two, depending on what it costs. I think we need to put the information out so they have that information. It's critical mass um, for the city in order to continue its its path. Without the passing of the sales tax, I see us um, in grave, grave danger of, of losing the city. And having a issue with law enforcement and looking at that side of it, it seems kind of crazy to be looking at um, spending money for a police department when we're in financial straits. But it's the same thing that we did for the pool. We wanted to do the pool and. We voted to put money towards the pool, even though it was not logical, fiscally responsible, or smart necessarily, to put money towards the pool, but it was delivering something that the citizens needed. And we need to deliver something that the city needs, and that's law enforcement, recreation, better roads, good services from our city, fire protection, the whole Marianne. So <clears throat> we just need to put that out there, and I think the best way to do that is at least one or two. So does there, do we need a, anybody want to make a motion? There's no motion here, is there? Well, if we're if, going to if, allocate if money. If you're going to allocate any to money, that's, that's the, yeah. If you're not allocating money, then I guess you, you know, I still would want direction if you're not going to allocate money, but I'm hoping you'll allocate <coughs> something. <laughs> well, I would, I would say yes, we need um, pretty much what's on your laundry list, the create, if, if a website works, Facebook, um, email, campaign 
So, so the first thing is going to be to immediately start on the materials, the message and the materials, and I'll get back to the council with some recommendations, and, and so, we can go from there. And certainly, um, I would be available for speakers' engagement. I'll be happy to talk to the service clubs and anybody you want me to talk to, except I'll probably campaign. <laughs> no. No. Educate. You're no, going to educate. <laughs> Marty, I think the best thing to do before we start saying, hey, let's start throwing money out there, is if we can get like an idea of what you're, well, if we can get like an idea of what the cost would be to do it, or are you saying like you need to know what the cost is in order to do it? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, um, are you able to be like, hey, here's a flyer that I want to send out and bring that to the next council meeting and then I say, yes, we want to mail those out? Or are you saying you need the money allocated to even come up with the flyers first? I do need some money to come up with the flyers, okay. yeah. I, and we don't have that ability in-house. And I, I am sorry, but I'm just, there's some things I think should be done professionally. And I think um, a flyer, whether you're handing it out to a civic group or it's in direct mail, I think the more professional it looks, the better, and that's not an in-house skill set. A lot of these other skill sets we have, but that is not one of them. So I would recommend some level. I mean, when I said the 15,000, that was thinking three pieces of direct mail, and that one of them might just be a flyer that you use physically in person that's a different, slightly different message than the two flyers that maybe we only send out to. Um, so I was hoping for a little bit of leeway there. That's why I came up with that budget based on the one that we did last year. Yeah, Evan, what would you think about a not-to-exceed number and approval from the mayor? One contact. For, for everything? For the... For just little incidentals like the direct mail cost when you go to the high school print shop versus Acme Incorporated and... Or I could just get three bids, like you, we, we do yeah. for other things if you want, and just yeah, well, take the lowest bidder. Back well, the I feel like that's just going to take up more of your time more money to do if you go looking for three bids knowing that there's two options here in town that could going to go cheaper than if you go chico or somewhere else like that like to me that's just like you're going to save money already by using the shop that's here and you're going to use more of your time trying to get three extra bids <coughs> um i do agree with vaden if we were to set like a, a limit maybe not quite the 15 until we know you know and then maybe baby step it as we go sure um if the you know city but and then we can kind of work from there. I don't know how that fills into your plans or what the rest of so the council So what I would recommend is a path or? board is like that between now and the 28th, if not sooner, either maybe directly via email, get input, and then bring something on the 28th, uh, sort of some, you know, message idea, because the first idea was that we need to develop some sort of message that the council agrees with. It's sort of the framework that everything else hangs on, right? and come back with some suggestions, and you could pick them apart. And then that, that becomes the framework from which the direct mail pieces and the educational pieces um, you know, get produced. So and maybe we start out with one or two, and then we just see how if that's good enough. And I can, um, I mean, I let, you know, yeah, I could come up with something between now and the 28th. Well, if we needed March to. Some options there, for you to choose from. So what we could do is do a, a motion to uh, allow funding not to exceed 10000 with any incremental amount exceeding 1,000, uh, subject to approval by the chairman of the finance committee and the city manager. Is that a motion? Mr. That's Brown. a motion. Second. Well, let me let me point out. Believe it. Or, I, I believe you already have a ceiling of $5,000 without having to have council's approval with on that, each one of those purchases. That's true. Right? But that is correct. Okay. Can we do this this way? 
I mean, it, I know sure. it's, uh, it's... We have a motion in a second, so it'll be addressed. So, um, comment. I just... What's the thousand thousand dollar part again in your motion? Yeah, well, uh, it's a it's a cap of ten, but but incrementally we would have to visit it with the chairman of the finance committee. The city manager would, when the amount exceeds a thousand bucks, it's just another check and balance. I want the people to know we're not we're really just throwing it. Just throwing it. Nope. I yeah. No further comment. That'll be challenging, but it would be challenging for you. Well, I mean, if, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know who, like I said, the one skill set that I don't think we have at City Hall is doing the design of a direct mail piece that's compelling. So that eight and a half by 11, which I think we still have some in the vault that we sent out last year, that was done by a professional designer. I think it's pretty nice. We got a lot of information on it. It's bright colored and um, it describes the budget and what, what the council approved in 2022 in one double-sided piece. Um, and that was more than $1,000. So you just have to get approval, Chairman of the Finance Committee, and be aware that some people will say that that guy's your friend, just so you know. You know that's going that to happen. That's all I ever get here, David. I know, so, so I, I just wanted to remind you of that. Yeah. Well, it's called a professional network, actually. Understood. Just want to correct the phraseology. Uh, further comment on the motion? Do I have a comment on it? I said, <laughs> is there any further comment on the motion? Well, let, let me do the, the flyer that you're making reference to, the, the complaint that I had about it, it had a lot of information on it, but the font was too small for those of us in the long of the tooth, and that's going to be most of your voters for this. Okay, duly so noted. We'll make sure not to do it. The point we'll, not, no, no. we'll make sure not to do such a small font then. Thank you for the feedback. Okay, so um, we have a motion by... Baden, seconded by Hansen, to allocate up to $10,000 with uh, the Finance Committee, which is me, and Marty approving any expense over $1,000. Is that correctly stated? That is correctly stated. I thought I was chairman. Of the I would like. You're, well, I'm not chairman. You're not chairman of the Finance Committee, no. Can I make it? Like you're on the Finance Committee. I just Mayor. appointed you. So, Mayor, may I get some clarification on something? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> on that $1,000 where she has to get approval on everything over 1000 is that written approval? Is that verbal nope, approval? Nope, nope, is it? Nope. Just check. It's a check and balance. She calls up Rick. Rick says yes, and she moves on. And then if it screws up, we hang Rick. Okay. So I'd like to amend the motion, if I may. You may. I would like to remove the $1,000 limit and leave it at her initial $5,000 limit. You're the second. Well, question for the city attorney. Yes. I second the first mo motion. May I second the second motion as well? The amended motion? You have to accept the amendment. Yes, because yes, it's Yes, you have to second pause. the amendment, and then you need to go back to the first motion, let that die, and then vote on the second. Yes, yeah, absolutely very good, because I, I had clarification with Mr. Vaughden on the first on the first motion, because I, the way I understood stood the motion, David was, the first motion, was that uh, uh, a ten thousand uh, dollar approval for the city manager. It was my understanding that additional one thousand dollar increments needed to be approved, not one thousand below ten thousand dollars. That's the motion. That it would be incrementally that's, reviewed, okay. approved if you wish. 
So, so, so like my, in, the, in the original 5,000 or 10,000 or over? No, nothing over 10. It's a cap. By definition, okay. it's a cap. Okay, so that was not my. Above yeah. and that was my understanding that okay, we were so allotting ten thousand dollars. So he withdraws his second from the first motion. Now can we just do this one? So then the first motion dies. Dies. And then For lack now of you a second. Vote on the second I do Very withdraw good. my second from the first motion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I would like the, one uh, meeting with easy Evan minutes. Made, Evan made a motion. Yeah. He just needs a second. So he, this happens no, a lot. amendment to yours. Oh, okay, yeah. well, that died. So <laughs> make the motion. My motion? Yes. I move that we authorize up to 10000 not to exceed $10,000 for the purpose of, of educating the public about the need for the 1% sales tax and uh, that the $5,000 existing structural uh, review level remains in effect. I don't even think you need that part. Second. Okay. <laughs> Ten thousand dollars. She can spend up to five thousand without review. Okay. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 I'm going to be consistent. I'm opposed to the effort. Opposed. <laughs> opposed. That was the least confusing part of all of that. I got it. I'll go to the tape. Okay. <laughs> you got video now too. All right. So. <laughs> so you're welcome. There's 10,000 likes right now. <laughs> All right. Um, comments and reports. Council correspondence. Uh, we had the gentleman's emails, uh, which we Thank all received, you. which I believe you read for us, so we don't need to readdress those. Um, any other council correspondence? City Council comments and reports. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, certainly. Oh, I'd be happy to start. Make this as quick as possible. Uh, on uh, November 2nd, I was uh, honored to attend the annual Farm Bureau uh, meeting. It was held at the barn at the Hive in Orland. Uh, and the barn, is, uh, we used to be the old radiator shop on uh, in nearest Route 32 in, in uh, Walker Street or 90, Kenner Road 99 in Orland. And uh, uh, a very nice venue, and I'd just like to congratulate uh, Supervisor Grant Carmen for receiving the Friend of Ag Award for 2023. Well deserved on behalf of all of the work that he's done in reference to water, and on the Drought Task Force, and with our, you know, the water situation. In general, I've been working with him very closely. Well deserved. Uh, yesterday we uh, held a Glen Groundwater Authority uh, regular board meeting, uh, a number of other uh, uh, committee meetings. Uh, always have committee meetings, but uh, specifically in reference to the, uh, our groundwater sustainability plan for the Calusa Subbasin, which includes the Glen Groundwater Authority and the Calusa Groundwater Authority, where a joint plan was deemed incomplete by the uh, California Department of Water Resources. We are uh, working to uh, correct the, any, uh, any uh, informational items. There are three items uh, specifically. Uh, we believe that we will be effective in, in uh, effectively, uh, you know, working with uh, DWR uh, for uh, uh, acceptance of our plan. A number of plans statewide have been deemed incomplete. Uh, several were recently deemed incomplete, all in the Sacramento Valley. We were, we were one of them. Uh, uh, there was only one in our area that was deemed complete. There were 12 plans in the San Joaquin Valley, the first 12 that, that uh, came out uh, with either approval or incompleteness 
by the Department of Water Resources in the San Joaquin Valley out of 12. Six were complete and six were deemed incomplete. So this is happening statewide and uh, we're working on that uh, uh, very diligently. Diligently, we have five and a half months to correct uh, uh, you know, that matter with the Department of Water Resources. And we will prevail. I'm, I'm optimistic that we will. Uh, aside from that, I'd like to uh, thank the uh, Willis Public Works team. They're always out there doing outstanding work, but they are on the leaf pickup big time, and they're doing outstanding job as always. And I'd just like to welcome once again Joe Bentoncourt and, uh, and uh, Joanne to the city team. Uh, so happy to have you on board. Welcome to the City of Willows. And uh, I, I know we, we drastically need your expertise and help here. So thank you. Thank Appreciate you for, it. Thank, thank you, you for, for coming aboard. So, Mr. Mayor, I think that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Mayor, yes, I, uh, I also want to welcome you to, to our team. Uh, revenue generation is the prime directive. I want to be real outside the box when it comes to economic development. No, no old stories and no funny reports that end up on shelves. Just how do we make money? Um, also, uh, the Imagine Willows things meets the Monday night before the city council meetings. If, if it's okay and it's appropriate, I'd like to have you come and meet those people on a Monday night. I don't know why you can both come, but if, you, if not, you can come on separate Mondays. Our vision is Imagine Willows. It's about one, three, five, ten years out, not the history. So we look forward to your contribution to the future of this city. Uh, that, those meetings we had at Monday night, we had a good turnout. We had Tom Arnold, their supervisor, who spoke to us about the, the idea of Daughtry's building, which is Forrest's uh, particular article in the paper, and how we can create revenue by causing that building in the 99 corridor and the 57 exit become magnetic in drawing people off the freeway. We all know that the only way people will come to us is there has to be a reason. It can't be because we want them to. It has to be because we gave them a reason to. And I think that was the essence of that particular article is to give people a reason to come to town. And so uh, we're optimistic, look forward to that. There's a better future ahead for us all. And I uh, hope you'll all come to Imagine Willows and he's gonna tell you about another meeting you have to come to. Yep, go ahead. Um, no, I just wanna say welcome to you guys. Um, welcome to the Make Willows Great Again group. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, look forward to working with you guys and seeing how we can continue to improve the city and have a strong future, so. Well, I will report on uh, the newspaper article hit Saturday. My phone started ringing at about 8.15. I had uh, no less than seven or eight meetings on Saturday, another four or five on Sunday of people that, how do I get engaged? How do I want to get in involved and, and so on? So I met with them and offered some um, ideas. What was interesting was uh, one person says, you know, my building looks pretty good already. I don't know what else you expect me to do with it. And I said, well, can we walk out into your drive, your parking lot? He said, sure. And I pointed out, oh, you can't even read our phone number on the sign anymore, can you? Okay, so the point is that people are engaged about it. What they're appre appreciating is that I'm able to point out simple things that they might be able to do to start doing something to make the uh, 99 uh, corridor look better. I am pleased to say that you can go up and down and see about three or four people that have power washed their buildings and getting re ready to repaint and that type of thing. 
so uh, the point is I'm pleased that the, the idea has been received very much in its um, embryo stage at this point, infancy stage at this point, and so on, but a lot of encouragement from a lot of people and thankful that somebody is picking up, not just pointing to me, but that, that the council and the, the uh, supervisors and everybody are looking together and saying what, in fact, can we do to restore that old corridor. So if it can start with a center point like the old Daughtry's building, um, I showed pe people the pictures of that. The people had no idea of what that, that looked like when it was originally built as a greenery uh, back in 1890, if I'm not mistaken. So it's got a lot of history. I am sad to say that it was in 74, 75, it was my crews, not working for me, they, they moonlighted when I was building a subdivision here in town that put that terrible facade around that building in the first place. But I know that that facade can come down and I know what's behind it and uh, I think it can be restored. So that'd be a good place to, to start. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Forrest. I'm glad both David and you brought up the uh, Daughtry buildings because I called John Nicoletti at uh, Habitat Humanity and about a month ago we had a meeting on that, uh, they were looking at, they'd like to see, their vision was a, a restore store downstairs and senior living upstairs. And uh, so out of that meeting, I found a phone number for the owner of that building. He didn't return any of my phone calls. So about three weeks ago, I sent a letter to, to that owner to see as mayor, just inquiring as to what his thoughts and process and what he might be willing to do with that, what his plans are for that building, uh, telling him that uh, Moving forward with a downtown beautification and energizing our downtown was, was our focus at the City of Willows, and we'd like to know what his plans were. So I have yet to hear a response. I will forward him another, and I will try another phone call, see if we can't get him to respond. Well, I understand he's on the website, or when I found him, he's 90 years old or something like that, if that's the guy. Okay. So we're, we're trying to find something on, on that. Um, not to one-upmanship, but I was successful. And um, he has got a fixed firm price that he would like to have for the building. And if anybody would have hit him with that price, he would be pleased to sell it to them. So um, I didn't, I, I'm sorry, I was unaware that you were doing that, but I went to the former real. You know what that does, Forrest? It brings me to a challenge or an observation I'd like to make. Yeah. We have the Willows Chamber of Commerce. We have a gentleman named Tony that took over the car show and is planning to expand his efforts to help the community. Okay. We have the Glen County Business Association. We have the Imagine Williams, Willows Group on Mondays before that, and now we have your group. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all get together? I don't think six separate groups doing the same thing could, it would be as effective if we could unite and maybe join, not necessarily become one, but at least become connected so that all of us are pulling and rowing in the same direction. And we have so many, and you have so many, and others have so many. And it just seems silly to me that these passionate people just are all independent of each other, but still have the same vision. What do you think? Well, having some experience in this type of thing, I, I would uh, argue that what does cause a, a program like this to fail is you've got too many competing efforts and, and so on. Competing is the key word. The competing, exactly. That's the so, wrong word it is. But that's, that's what happens. And immediately, one of the comments that I did, oh, good, we can tie this in with the 
historic uh, of the airport. It's two different things. Mm -hmm. So the point to answer your question, if I think all of those things can happen simultaneously, if there's a group that focus, focuses on and has skin in the game for, let's use 99 as a good example, let that organization, whatever it becomes, move forward with what their ideas are. If you've got a group that wants to do humble, let them do humble. If you've got a group that wants to go down Wood Street, let them go down Wood Street. If they want to focus on the, the jamboree or whatever it is, let them do that. All of that stuff is, can come together simultaneously, but when you start mixing it together, you start getting too much argument between, no, not let's not do it there, let's do it over here. That would be my counter to well, what you're saying. That would be a good topic for um, Imagine Willows that you're meeting. Well, I know what Forrest is saying, but if this was a military battle and all of the segments of the, of the Army took on their own cause, we would not win. Maybe what we could do is compromise and have a once-a-month gathering of all of these individual players because I learn stuff that's going on from all these other piece parts, happenstance, by a casual comment that I just overhear. That's not the way communication is supposed to work if we're all trying to climb the hill and get to the top and hold up the flag. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to 2000. Or, well, um, if I may, okay. I, I never had a chance to finish my uh, council report. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> my comments. Um, uh, next Tuesday on November 21st at 9 o'clock here in these chambers, I'm... I'm um, calling a downtown business town hall meeting. I want to bring uh, walk the district, the downtown business district, this coming week uh, to invite all the fine folks to um, to come down to this town hall meeting uh, to basically find out what the city can do to assist in promotion of the downtown district. Um, also, ask them if they're working amongst themselves for the mutual benefit. Do they have the same hours? joint promotions, uh, community advertising, capturing I-Fi Traveler, capturing Thunder Hill Raceway, visitors, beautification and more, all along the same kinds of lines of what you're talking about, Forrest, with uh, Highway 90, 99. Um, I bring it here today because if um, multiple council members want to attend, and I would hope to encourage that, I'll, I'll make sure that Amos promotes this as a, as a council meeting so we'll advertise it so we won't be violation of the Brown Act. Um, but I've got a flyer in the back. Um, I think when I've talked to several businesses downtown, says, yeah, we haven't had a conversation amongst ourselves in, uh, it's been over five years. Um, first place I'm gonna go is the Chamber of Commerce because I believe the Chamber of Commerce should be the one promoting this kind of stuff. And I want to encourage them to uh, participate. And uh, so if you're all interested and getting our business downtown moving. Hopefully, they're referring to, if they're in Holly's gathering, they're referring them to Tootsie's, and Tootsie's referring to Sarah's closet and says, why don't you go over and have a bowl of soup at, at uh, Boards Galore or have a glass of wine, and carte blanche, whatever the case may be. We need to make sure that they're all churning so we can develop what's critical mass for downtown, and that's what. Yeah, I'm in, Mr. Mayor. That, that's, that's my report. So if there's more to be discussed, please continue. Okay, let and me then we'll uh, I'm wrap gonna, it up because we have a close set. Uh, yeah, you bet. I'm going to take us back to 2000. Ricky would remember better. Maybe it was 2010. We created 
you were our spokesman. I did a lot of the research, and we had a good dozen other business people around us, and we created what was referred to as Citizens for Economic Sustainability, and we were looking at what we could do as a whole for the city of Willows. Um, Christine Zoppi facilitated no less than a dozen SWAT meetings, the, SWAT, the strengths, weaknesses, and so on. And uh, we had great participation. We filled this room several times uh, with a lot of people, and um, it was a good analysis, and it was a holistic look at what we could end up doing. And so the SWOT analysis was done. Everybody had the opportunity to have input. We still had the Citizens for Economic Sustainability that we wanted to piggyback on that. And I went in and asked Mr. Holsinger, who was the city manager at that time, can we have a copy of the SWOT analysis so that we could start building on that and moving, moving forward? He says, oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, I'm sorry. They already dumped my trash. That's the problem in taking a holistic approach to this thing. If we can have small groups of people to be able to take a look at their portion of the world and come together with some ideas that they want to see and then bring it to the council and say, hey, we would like to do this. What can you do to help us get it done? But if you take on this whole big approach, it's going to spend a lot of time and not get anywhere just like we did with that SWAT then just, let's just talk. Let's try to get everybody to at least share, not work in the same direction necessarily, but at least so we know what everyone is doing. And maybe we can help somebody. We have a resource they didn't know about, or they tell us they're doing something that's in direct conflict with what somebody else is doing. That's all. Okay. It's not like, uh, you know, we all, actually, I wouldn't really like us all to work as one. That's okay. If it didn't work back then, I'm sure it won't work in the future. Marty, do you have a report for us? I do not. No, nope. this was my report earlier. <laughs> okay. Right here. Well, then I think, if I may, I'd like to bring this to a conclusion. There's yep. real good conversation that needs to happen. Um, we'll continue with that. I'm going to adjourn the meeting to closed session at 8.05. Five-minute break, Mr. Mayor? Yes. We're going to stay here. Thank you. Returning from closed session at 9.27, Report out is for item 9A. Uh, we received information and gave direction to the city attorney. Under 9B, uh, we received information and gave direction to Marty Brown. And uh, item 3, in lieu of the COLA increase that's established in the city manager's contract, the council has agreed with Marty Brown to grant an additional two weeks vacation in lieu of the COLA increase. Meetings adjourned. Anyway, uh